Welcome everybody to another episode of the Human Blueprint. My name is Angelo and we're here with Herman and we have an exciting topic to talk about today. We want to talk about meditation. So I know that so many people have heard about meditation. Not sure exactly what you've heard. Uh, not sure exactly if you practice it or how you practice it. But if you know anything about Herman, if you've been following the show, then you understand that Herman's background is very, very, how do we say, the birthplace of meditation, martial arts, and these exercises to really develop and nurture the soul. And so we want to bring some truth on this podcast. We want to answer a few basic questions that are most commonly asked when it comes to meditation. But before we get into it, Herman, do you want to share a baseline of meditation before we get into some of these questions? So first off, I'm going to ask each and everyone listening to this right now, what is the one and only purpose for meditation? Let us know, email us, type down below, whatever it may be. Let us know what it is to you. And then by the end of this, we'll give you the answer. Because I want to make sure like everybody is zeroed in and understands that there is a purpose, there is a reason. And if you do it for any other one, then you will have mixed results. That's so important. I know I see so many people like pushing a certain agenda on meditation and trying to use it for certain intentions and things like that. And so let us know in the comments, let us know what you believe the purpose of meditation to be. And we'll get to that in just a little bit. So Herman, very first question for you. What if I can't sit still? So you got a problem. <laughs> Number one, because think of it this way. If we don't even have the discipline to just sit still, then how are we going to have the discipline to have a relationship? How are we going to have the discipline to understand our finances? How are we going to have the discipline to learn a new skill? How are we going to have the discipline to make sure we keep quiet when we need to be quiet and then learn how to, to share and speak when we need to speak? A lot of people who can't sit still, they don't have a good internal discipline. And then they say things they don't mean. They do things that they can't take back. And then they accumulate a lot, a lot of what we call a burden or debt. And so that's why we have to understand as a, as a unit, one unit. If we, as a collective unit, can say, you know what? If he can sit still or she can sit still, that means I could do it. It's humanly possible. It's just you put too many things inside of your programming that interferes with your ability to compute or process to get the outcome. Mm -hmm. Especially with everything that's going on. I mean, we're bombarded with distractions. There's one sitting in every room, sitting at every corner, just waiting for you to fall victim to that distraction. I know that for me personally, I've experienced where maybe I was sitting still, but I still felt tension or Maybe I was like sitting still, but I still felt anxious. And so I think it's important not just to physically sit still, but to be able to mentally just quiet down your mind and be able to let go of like all of the emotions and all of the feelings. Yeah. And let's be open. Let's say you're very emotional and that's in your common day equation it makes it very, very difficult for you to be in control of the things you want. Very difficult to control the things that you can. 
And so when you're very, very emotional and dramatic, you always focus on things you cannot control. You focus on the what ifs, you focus on all the things that are the distractions. And those distractions are related to something called excuses. And so you got to be very careful that if you're, if you're going to be taken to heart, everything we're going to discuss with you, you have to have the discipline. You have to put the best effort to learn to calm down, to learn to sit still, to learn to be in control of everything you say and do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So more on that in a little bit. So we want to go to the next question, Herman. Do I need to be still to meditate? You hear people talking that like walking is a meditation to them or doing the dishes is a meditation to them. Is that true? Can you do that or do you have to be still? It may be a form of it, but it's not genuine, real meditation. So I'm going to ask you, Angelo, when you meditate or when you started, what was the toughest part about it? A couple of things. Number one, physically, super inflexible. So mm -hmm. for me to like sit in the lotus position, it was difficult, very difficult, especially if I wasn't resting my back up against something. And so that was difficult because then when I was feeling physical discomfort and I would focus on that, I wouldn't be able to quiet down my mind or really experience meditation. That was probably number one. And then number two, when I would sometimes, like when I was starting out and even sometimes still to this day, like when I meditate, I will get be through the meditation and I'm like, my mind almost just was on autopilot the whole time and was still thinking about all the different things that my mind wanted to think about. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if and when you cannot clear yourself or if and when you are not attaining what it is you're supposed to, which means you're supposed to have that calmness, that emptiness, that, that discipline, that, that ability to have that, that clear space. Okay. If you cannot have that, makes it very, very difficult for other things to progress or makes it very difficult for you to multitask or to do more on your plate or add more to your plate or, or to do tougher tasks. You know what I mean? So for a lot of us, that's why this is the starting point. You have to understand when you do it, it is not just meant to as I just need to feel good or I'm looking for a high. When you do it, it has to be done in that specific sit and down position. We show you how to do that. We show you how to hold your hands, how you should place your legs, how you should breathe. We've shown people all that because it's very important to understand the fundamentals of it so that you can get the outcome you're looking for. But if you're just looking for a high, it's not going to work. If you're just looking because you think it feels good or other people are doing it, it's not going to work. It has to be done for the specific and one reason. I'll give an example. So let's say there's a circle. What's the most important part of that circle? I don't really know. I would just say that each part of it is important in itself. Hmm. A lot of people will not know this answer. And so, you know, message us, text us, whatever it may be. Give us your answer right now. Do it right now. Don't procrastinate. Do it right now. Because I want to make sure other people are, are continuing this conversation. So let me put you out of your misery. <laughs> the most important part is the center of that circle. Otherwise, if you didn't have the center, 
nothing would know how to create around it. So when you put a tire on, they have the so-called bolts that are right in the center, and then the wheel is allowed to be functional. But if it was bolted on the corners, then it can no longer be functional, right? Then it will be almost like a square. So we have to understand that it's the center that's the most important. And the whole point of meditation is to be what? Empty so you can be centered. So if you're not empty and centered, then what is your meditation for? Are you fooling yourself? Are you going after or chasing something that someone said? Are you misinformed? Because until you have that emptiness and that centeredness, you have not really meditated. And that just gave a whole new context to the word centered for me. I mean, did that help give you the context too? Leave a comment below and let us know. But it makes sense why the center would be the most important. And it makes sense why people want to feel centered or maybe grounded is another word. But we do have the ability to tap into that. We're just letting the outside noise disturb us. And like our bolts are all over the place. Distraction, even... right? What if the person or the technician installing your tire now or on your plane or your car, whatever it may be, was installing it and they didn't have their full attention because they were distracted. They were watching this. They were listening to that. They were focusing on news. And so would they put the right piece to the right hole? Would they put the right piece in the right place? Would it be constructed in a safe manner? Did they do their safety check? What happens if you leave now and not, there's only one bolt that would fit? They, they, they didn't want to look for the other ones. They put one on. They didn't tighten it. They didn't, they didn't fasten it. And you drive off and the wheel goes flying. Mm -hmm. And you're doing like 60 to 80. Is that safe? Last time Very, I checked. No. You could actually be charged if you hurt someone, right? Even though you didn't know it was wrong, you could actually still, you know, be held accountable for that because you have to make sure everything you're doing, you're not distracted by. You have to make sure everything you're doing, you're centered with. You have to make sure everything you're doing is the right way. If you're going to do something, do it the right way. Don't do it and say you're going to get back to it. Don't do it, you know, only 50% or 25%. Give it your best if you're going to do something. And if you're going to do meditation, do it properly. And that's why we have these resources for you to learn how to hold your hands, how to breathe, how to sit, why you have to sit a certain way. Take advantage of those resources so that you stop making the same mistakes. Exactly. And we're going to put those resources in the description. So be sure to check them out and take full advantage of that because those things can make such a big impact on your experience. And like Herman said, if you're going to do something, give your all to it. So let's go to the next question. Next question, Herman, if I choose to practice sitting meditation, does it matter if I sit in a chair or like sit on the ground? It's a lot easier on the ground. If we're talking about centered, grounded, you want, you want to be connected to as much of nature as possible. When you're in a chair, you don't get that as much. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you can never do it in a chair. Just if you have the choice, it's best to do it on the ground or somewhere that you are more connected to nature in itself. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So if I choose to practice sitting meditation, like what if you're experiencing pain in your legs or in your back or, or certain areas of your body like that? Mm -hmm. Well, then you have a few 
dis-ease or ailments in the physical body that need, need some addressing so that you can continue the meditation because during this point of that centeredness, certain things will show up. Certain areas will show you your weakest point. Certain areas will show you your weak points. And so you got to make sure you take good care of your health and meditation will help show you some things that maybe you're too distracted by to see or you don't pay attention enough to. And so that's why you have to reach out and seek, you know, some help, seek people who can aid you in your, in your pain or your struggle and, you know, make some better choices and changes so that the pain will dissipate. Exactly. I know for me, like I've felt sometimes when I meditate, obviously certain pain in certain parts of the body, but also sometimes like certain thoughts will surface mm -hmm. and not all the time are we aware of every single thought that we have throughout the day. I mean, how many thoughts did you say we had in a day, like 70,000 or something like that? I mean, that's a lot of thoughts. And so obviously for us, we're not recognizing or taking accountability for all those thoughts. But sometimes in meditation, like I'll be able to address like a certain feeling or a certain emotion that I was feeling or that's maybe inside of me, but I haven't necessarily addressed it like consciously up until that point. So you bring up a good point and I think maybe we need to touch on that for a little bit. So what do you do if Angelo, you just said unconsciously it's there, but you haven't done it consciously. What do you do with that? Do you just allow it to keep going? I do my best to find resolution with it. So sometimes if it's, if that means like work or something like that, I do my best to put a plan like after my meditation, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. If it's something that's inside of me, that's like an emotion that I just need to let go of, I do my best to let it go. So here's the issue. Everything you said would make sense, but the problem is nobody wants to do it. I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. A lot of people listening to this, they do not want to do it. They actually say physically they don't like things. They don't like their position. They don't like how things are. They don't like what, where they are. They don't like how they feel. They don't like everything they do not like, so they complain. Correct? Absolutely. So they use this to say everything they complain about. What you don't realize you're actually doing is you're basically solidifying deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper half-truths and false beliefs. It's too much effort because it's too many flights of stairs now because you've built so high, known as your ego, it's too many flights of stairs to go down to where the unconscious is in the basement or the ground floor, so you stay up here where the ego is because you think the view is better. Wow. Herman, that is like such a great analogy mm. on so many different levels. That is so deep. Imagine if we actually gave a, a thing on business or finance. Imagine what people can do or accomplish. See, a lot of people, that's all they focus on. But there's so many things that actually support that. So many things that funnel that. So many things that allow that to happen. And if you don't understand the beginnings of it, you can never get to that. You always want the sweet, but it starts with the bitter first. And so in Chinese, we say, Sim Fu Hao Ting. You have to understand bitterness first, 
Otherwise, you'll never understand real sweetness. Mm -hmm. And so bitterness would be discipline. It would be effort, you know, making sure that, yeah, you put in the effort, you sit down and you quiet your mind. You don't just let it run. Like it's almost like a parent and a kid. Like you don't just let your kid run and wander and, and eat as much candy as they want and do whatever they want and be uh, crazy. Like you discipline your, your child because you don't want them to have those, you know, negative habits. And so it's the same thing with us. Like we can't just let our own habits be that little kid that can just run wild. You need to always put it in check and meditating every day is obviously one practice that you can do to start building that discipline from within you. And you see the meditation is allowing the ego now to dissipate, dissipate, dissipate so that we can get to the ground floor because that's where the, the magic happens, the ground floor. That's where all this is centered, right? We've got to make sure everything is centered. Otherwise, if you start building again and it's crooked or you start building and, and it's jagged, then it is very difficult to get a message from here to where it is it's supposed to go because the message is supposed to go right there but because you've built this way it's missed it so now you send a message why is this not working you send another message why haven't they replied why have i been ghosted why is this happened why is this happened right because things have not been foundationally set things are not fundamentally good and so you have to get back to the fundamentals again get back to the baseline so that then we can start building again the right way without interference, without other things that are going to sabotage us when we get here. Exactly. Well, let's go to the next question, Herman. So do I need a meditation teacher or can I learn how to meditate properly on my own? It's much better if you have someone to guide you than to just think you know how to do it right away out of the box or out of, of, what, of a video or out of what someone said. It's a lot easier with guidance because a lot of people, there's a right way to breathe. There's a right way to sit. There's a right way to image. There's a right way for the outcome, for the exhale. There's a right way for the finish, right? Because remember, if you start something, you have to know how to, to finish with it. Otherwise you lose it, right? If you don't know how to keep it, it's gone. So there's a right way for that. So all these things, there's a right way to do it. Just nobody's teaching it. Nobody, because they don't know it fundamentally. We want to share that with you. We want to, you know, help you with that. And for a lot of people, they don't have the proper guidance. It makes it very difficult to get a good outcome. Which is exactly why we've designed these resources to help you. So check those out and make sure you take advantage of them. Because I know for me, I practiced meditation before I met Herman. But I mean, I was doing just whatever I could find on YouTube or things of that nature. I never really understood it or actually experienced like real benefit or change from meditation. And so I remember like the first time it was actually the, the third time that Herman did a meditation, like, and I was doing it in person with him that I completely felt like it was unlike anything else that I had ever imagined. And so, one thing I think you forgot to mention, Angelo, was the fact that when you actually did it for the first time, you actually started to learn how to listen. Mm -hmm. You actually learned how to listen the right way versus you were listening for 
you know, an agenda or you were listening for because you wanted a specific outcome, you're listening for something selfish, whereas now you actually know how to actually listen in communication. Exactly. I mean, how many people can relate to that? I mean, these are skills that can take you such a, to so many far places in your life. And that's why you see some of the most, you know, people at the top of their game using meditation. I mean, there's so many athletes, I think, to name just one, Kobe Bryant said that meditation was probably one of the most beneficial things that for him that he could possibly do that in sleep. And so not only athletes, but people in business, people of, you know, executive order, all these people know something or they're doing something and it's to help them elevate and become like a greater person than they were yesterday. Not out of like the ego, but out of genuine, pure, like growth. I can't say that everybody does it that way, but I'm just saying like, that's what meditation can do for you when you practice it the right way. Correct. And once you have the right guidance, it's a lot easier. So I'm going to ask you a question, Angela. What's the difference between a Samanai and a Ronin? What's the difference between the two? So I believe that you described the difference. This was years ago. So I don't fully remember, but I believe that first off, I'm, I don't really even know that much about either, mm-hmm. but I believe that one operates out of like light and the other out of darkness. Because the samurai could be out of light or of darkness, except a lot of the samurai basically sold the services because they were at an elevated consciousness that they were able to do a lot of things physically that would blow a lot of people's minds, such as like get out of like the hardest places or move in the shadows, right? So they use a lot of things for darkness, not good. So, but it actually started as a white samurai. And what happened was the samurai is known as warrior. And when it became the warrior, it's because they have a certain teacher or guidance. That's the samurai, okay? Mm-hmm. Ronin is a renegade. Ronin has no teacher. It just sees something and it just survives on its own or it's like um, a mercenary for hire, right? But sometimes a lot of the Ronins, they didn't want to follow a master because they couldn't find one that was worthy. So they've attained a lot of their so-called skill set by constant practice of the basics of what they've learned from what they've seen. So there's good and bad from both sides, okay? Mm. Now, the reason why I'm asking you this is because a lot of people are Ronins in life. They think they know how to do everything on their own. So they learn one thing and they think they know everything. Do you think you'll be successful that way, Angelo? No. Not at all. You play sports if you can only do one thing and you can't, let's say that's jump or run and you can't shoot, you can't pass, you can't dribble, you can't play defense, nothing. Are you going to be in the league? Are you going to even have any run time or play time? If you get lucky, maybe maybe one year maybe at maybe right be a tough rookie year and so that's why you don't just want to be a ronin you have to learn the balance right in the center that says you know what i need to find the right guidance without the right guidance then i'll be following blindly if i follow blindly then it that's when the ignorance kicks up a notch and then we start building that ego tower and then that ego tower makes it very difficult to get back down to center so we cannot sit still And so that's why when you follow this path, you have to understand there's certain principles that the samurai 
abide by that we go through in our inner circle. There's certain things that the samurai emulates so that they can show that they are just and true. Then when they show that they have that ability, then they were able to lead by example to others because it's not, it's not that they need the, the guidance forever, but once they have learned it and have become it, they've become like the model students so that when they're model students, it's not just a person they're learning from anymore. It's everything they're learning from. Mm -hmm. But that one guidance has to be able to open your eyes to the world. That one guidance has to be able to help you understand the world. Otherwise, it's just like you just learn to walk and you say, oh, there's a ledge. Well, let's just keep walking because that's all I know. And you walk off the ledge. You don't know what you don't know, right? And so mm -hmm. you need a little bit more guidance to make sure we're not walking off ledges or bridges just because we want to walk. Well, speaking for myself, like I found the person that has helped me just navigate in life and understand. And I know that you've helped so many other people do that and continue to do that. And that's why that's what we're all about is helping bring you that guidance because it is really important to have, especially when Google and YouTube can almost be like your worst enemy because it'll leave you always in question, always, you know, wanting more answers um, with all these different opinions and perspectives. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there's truth. And that is what we want to share with every person is that truth. So maybe we'll do one more question, Herman, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the resources that we have for everybody. And we'll go over the, um, the answer that we first asked in the beginning. So let's, let's go with this question. Is it better to meditate by yourself or with other people? So remember I gave you the analogy of the samurai and the ronin? Mm -hmm. But when you're the samurai, you have to learn for the guidance. Then you take the guidance, then you become the ronin. That, that's when you meditate on your own to harness so nothing's interfering with it. Then you, you build and build, then you need a little more guidance so you become the samurai. Then you come back and then you go back to being the ronin of like, okay, I've got this, now I need to apply it. A lot of people get lost when they get stuck in one spot for too long. They think they could do it all themselves, they get lost. They, they, they lean on too many people, they don't know who to believe. So that's why you have to get the right guidance that can help you become that Ronin, and then you become a stronger samurai. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Then you become the real warrior that can overcome any obstacle. And so a lot of people, if you can really listen and really take to heart that, don't get stuck in just one way. Learn to be flexible in your many different ways, right? You have your principle that, okay, I want to get better. Great. That's, that's, that's your fundamental. Then flexibility in how you practice, flexibility in how you, how you move. So I think if one person could really understand and take this, I mean, that would be a lot. Exactly. So thank you. We really hope that this brings more insight, more answers in regards to meditation. And if you want more, if you enjoyed this, we have an entire webinar that is completely free, Meditation Secrets, and the link is in the description. So I believe that would be a really great next step for everybody from this to really understand more, learn more. We cover a few uh, other principles in that webinar, and there's also a live guided one that Herman did uh, towards the end of it. So I believe that's a, a great next step 
and we really want to help you understand and learn what it's like to meditate, what it's like to do it the right way. And so that you don't have to not know the truth. You don't have to just always Google or YouTube things like this is being brought to you from generations and generations of experience of knowledge of wisdom that's been passed down. So let's, let's really do our best to listen because the answer is right here, guys. Well said, Angel. So Herman, what is the purpose of meditation? Do you think anyone got the answer? Do you think people were learning how to listen? Do you think they took your advice? Well, we're going to have to see, but <laughs> if they do know the answer, perhaps they have been on uh, some exclusive trainings with us. Uh, maybe they've been on the, the webinar. Maybe they've been on the meditation masterclass. So, but if okay. they haven't, I don't know if they got the answer. Do you want to put them out of the misery? I can put it, I can put them out of their misery. <laughs> okay. So if you do meditation for anything other than to have that so-called space or creating that emptiness to have more of that space, then you're not doing it for the right reasons. The whole and the only reason for meditation is to allow that space inside to be empty so that when you have that emptiness, then you become useful. If and when you just do it just to feel good, or if and when you do it just to get a high, then that space is not as empty, and you're just actually going for a so-called fix, if you will, then it'll be very difficult to create that space, very difficult to be still, very difficult to get the outcome, because meditation is used for the emptiness, that centeredness. Once you are then centered, then you are a better useful tool to complete things, to overcome greater obstacles, to become more creative. But if you are in your own way and you use it for wrongdoing or you use meditation just to sit there and, and, and as an aid to sleep, then it is not being used in the correct manner. Does that help everybody? Does that give you a better insight? Does that give you a better understanding? Does that help you understand maybe where you've been going wrong in your meditation? Let us know. Leave a comment below. Let us know what you learned from this episode. If you have further questions, please ask them. Text us. Let us know. And uh, let's keep engaged with one another. That's what we're all about. We want to help bring this value. We want to help bring this wisdom to you. And so we thank you for, for tuning in. Herman, do you have any other thoughts or any other things that you would like to share with everybody? Take advantage of the resources that we offer. Take advantage of all the things that we're sharing so that you can make your meditation a lot more beneficial and better. Exactly. That's why we do it. So thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to like and subscribe, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.